Blog Talk Radio. I want to say greetings to everyone and thank you all so much for joining us today. My name is Brother Hawk Bolden, and as usual, I'm so grateful to the Lord to be able to come before you and share with you the things that the Lord has laid on my heart to share. So if you have your Bibles, let's go. Uh, Let's go to the sixth chapter of the book of Luke. The sixth chapter of the book of Luke. And uh, we're going to read a few scriptures, and we're going to today, uh, we're going to start a series, I think, that we're going to call Do Unto Others, which is the uh, what they call the golden rule, Do Unto Others as you have them to do unto you. And we're going to um, just go over a few things. Uh, it's, it's this these group of scriptures is what is commonly being called the Sermon on the Mount or the Sermon on the Plain or whatever. And uh they're called the Beatitudes. In other words, the attitudes that we are supposed to have as believers. So in the sixth chapter of the book of Luke, we're gonna go over just a few things uh that the Lord would have us to discuss concerning this topic to do unto others. Okay, so let's go. Uh, let, let, we're going to start reading at verse uh, 17. It says, And he came down with them and stood in the plain. We're at the sixth chapter of the book of Luke, verse 17. And he came down, stood in the plain, and the company of his disciples, and a great multitude of people out of all of Judea and Jerusalem, and from the sea coast of Tyre and Sidon, which came to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. And they came, and they that were vexed with unclean spirits, and they were healed. And the whole multitude of salt to touch him, for there went virtue out of him, and healed them all. Verse 20, And he lifted up his eyes on his disciples and said, Blessed be ye poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are ye that hunger now, for ye shall be filled. Blessed are ye that weep now, for ye shall laugh. Blessed are ye when men shall hate you, and when they shall separate you from their company, and shall reproach you, and cast out your name as evil for the Son of Man's sake now. We have to include that there, because many people have taken this scripture, and they've taken it out of context. If people are speaking evil of you and they separate you from their company and they reproach you and cast out your name as evil for the Son of Man's sake. In other words, it's for the Lord's sake. In other words, you're doing something for God. Uh, God has commissioned you to do something, and people don't understand it, and they're speaking, speaking evil of you and the thing that you're doing. So that's what that's talking about. That's not talking about just in everyday life and because you're a Christian. You know, and you think because you're a Christian that that it has to do that it has to be tied in with a commission that God have have given you. You see that with with your beliefs or whatever, it has to be tied into that. It's not just 
you're a Christian and so folks at work or people in just in general that know you or think they know you is talking bad about you, about something that has nothing to do with your Christianity, uh, you know, what you believe concerning God and what he has commissioned you to do. This is talking about a commission from God. This is not, you know, something that you're doing for the kingdom of God. You know, that's why he says, for the son of man's sake. You see that? In other words, God is the one that commissions you and things like that. So this is not just talking about in general, uh, people talking about your bad attitude when you have one and you think because you're a Christian that, uh, you know, you fall along those lines and that you're being persecuted. You know, that's not what that's talking about. So we have to straighten that, that up. All right, so verse 23 says, Rejoice ye in that day and leap for joy. For behold, your reward is great in heaven. For in the like manner did, they, did their fathers unto the prophets. You see that? So, again, this is associated with a commission from God. You see that? He didn't say in like manner they so they did, you know, folks that were trying to live for God back then. You know, this is talking about people who have a definite commission from God and people are misunderstanding it and they're speaking against it sometimes and speaking against the people. All right, so verse 24, but woe unto you that are rich, for ye have received your consolation. And we see an example of that in the, uh, with uh, Lazarus and the rich man, that he was consoled, the rich man was consoled in his riches uh, when he was alive and he lived well and which contributed to him not dying in the faith because he, in his mind, uh, I have no need of God because of what I have. And, you know, a lot of people are that way. They, even people that, that uh, go to church, uh, they, they feel like they have no need of God because they are financially secure or they think that they're emotionally stable or because things are going well in their lives. Uh, so they think, you see, that you can have all the finances in the world and you can have, you know, every need taken care of in your mind. Uh, but if you don't have God, then you're still in trouble. You see that? You're still in trouble. You're still miserable. Uh, you're poor and don't know it. You see that? You're poor and don't know it. All right, so let's go and keep reading. Verse 25, Warn to you that are poor, for ye shall hunger. Warn to you that laugh now, for ye shall mourn and weep. Warn to you when all men shall speak well of you, for so did their fathers to the false prophets. Again, uh, and that is one reason why it is a wrong mindset for true believers uh, to feel like something is wrong and to be concerned with what people think about them. You see that, you see that and be concerned with uh, how they are received. Um, you cannot expect uh, to receive the approval of men you know, when God has told you to do something or when you're in the service of the Lord in any kind of way. And so you, you, your mindset has to change about that. All right, so let's go and keep reading verse 27. But I say unto you, which here, love your enemies. Now, this is what we really want to focus on. This Bible tells us to love your enemies, do good to them which hate you. Now, oftentimes, especially in today's society, uh, the way that it is is people think, well, I'm going to love my enemy. Uh, so-called haters, uh, they don't want to do good unto them. They make themselves a victim. And it's funny that people can be that way. They make themselves the victim of people who they perceive hate them, and which makes them act out of character from 
uh, act the opposite of what this word tells us to do. I don't doubt in my mind that there are people in, in this world that hate me, but, you know, that's not something I dwell on because I don't feel like it's really about me. I think it really has to do with the Lord and where they are with him, you see. So I don't walk around thinking, oh, yeah, this person hate me. Yeah, I know you got an issue with me. I don't I don't live in that place. I don't care who has an issue with me or what's the increase or whatever the case is. I care for people's souls. And, so, and I understand that the issue, if there is an issue, it's really not with me. It's really with the Lord. And so I move myself out of the equation, and that allows me to do good to them that hate me. You see that? I don't even, you know, for me to just walk around thinking that I have haters and just, just dwelling on that and just really, just, you know, thinking that, I really, really have to be self-absorbed. Think that, you know, yeah, yeah, you hate me. Oh, yeah, yeah, you got a problem with me. Yeah, you don't like me. You know, when folks walk around thinking that way, you think it's too much of yourself. That ain't, you, that shouldn't even be something that you meditate on. I only know that people hate me because the Bible says that for Christ's sake, people would hate me. But other than that, I'm not going around taking names, you know. <laughs> I'm not going around writing down names or thinking a certain way about it. I, you know, that's, I just know it because the Bible says it. And it's not always, that's not something that's always obvious to me. See, so we have to get out of self and quit thinking, you know, quit thinking that way. Quit taking names and quit. That's just really, you just thinking too much of yourself when you think it's about you and people hate me because of you, you know, or whatever the case is. That's, you know, if you got God on the inside of you, then it's automatic that people are going to hate you because of that, you know, and you get away from all these other little reasons that you think because you dress well or because you cute and they have, you know, they have some kind of other issue going on, you know, self-esteem issues and because you believe in your, you get out of all that foolishness. That's foolishness. You know, when it all boils down to it, uh, the devil hates you because God lives on the inside of you. And unfortunately, there are people that live for, for the devil. And so automatically, it's going to make it be that way. You know, and nothing else. Forget about how cute you think you are and, you know, how well you can speak and how God used you and people don't like, you know, forget about all of that. That ain't, all of that is just junk that the enemy is putting in your brain. You see that, you know. <clears throat> You, if, if you're living for the Lord and somebody's hating you because of that, then that's what you have to keep it, and that's what makes you a concern. You concern for their souls, not about all the other surface junk that the devil try to give you. You know, to keep you focused on self and whether or not you should continue to look cute in front of them, and whether or not you have to dumb yourself down. That ain't. That's just the enemy, and you playing right into his hands. So don't don't get caught up in yourself and 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 think that. Folks hate you just to hate you. You see that you 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 have to get out of self uh, and 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 get out of reasoning and, and and thinking that. You see that live for the Lord and don't and don't pay attention to that. You know and if you're gonna make note of that of of, of if somebody makes it known to you that they don't like you, the Bible tells you to do good uh, to them. It tells you to love them and do good to them that hate you. In other words. If, if you are making a list, it ought to be about what you can do for them and, and, and doing good unto them, you see that, because their soul is at stake if they hate you. 
You see, and, and so we have to we have to be watchful of that, that we don't make ourselves the victim and and put ourselves on a pedestal like, you know, yeah, yeah, they they hate you. I mean, you think about it. If you think they hate you because of you, you are you are already in trouble. You see that. You're focused on the wrong thing, you know. And I tell you, we would do ourselves a favor and not, you know, like what the Bible says, thinking more highly of ourselves than we ought to. We would do ourselves a favor to, to be meek and lowly the way that the Lord was. You know, the whole world hated Jesus Christ when he got here, so much so that before he could do a miracle, before he even knew how to speak as a, a human, they were trying to kill him. You see that? that? That's how much it killed the whole nation of babies behind trying to find him to kill him. So, you know, if anybody had the right to brag about that, it was him. And we don't see him doing that. You see that? He was loving people. So let's let's do that. You see that? Let's do that. All right, so... Verse 28, it says, Bless them that curse you, and pray for them which despitefully use you. And unto him that smiteth thee on the one cheek, offer also the other. And him that taketh away thy cloak, forbid not to take away, to take thy coat also. Verse 30, Give to every man that asketh of thee, and of him that taketh away thy goods, ask them not again. You see that? In other words, uh, if you if somebody has taken something from you that belongs to you, the Bible says don't even bring it up to them. Don't even say, did you take this from me? Okay, yeah, so can I get that back, please? You see? <laughs> now, let me explain. You may wonder. All of these things that we're reading here, you know, if somebody smites you on the cheek, turn the other one also, offer it also. If somebody takes your cloak, don't forbid them forbid not to take away thy coat as well. You know, to love your enemies, do good to them that hate you, you know. Um, and all of that, you know, give to every man that asks it of thee and, and him that taketh away thy good, ask him not again. What is this designed? Now, he's talking to believers here. What is this designed to do? I'm, I'm going to tell you from experience, if you do the opposite of what this says, it is you will become bitter. And so the Lord is telling you how to combat opposite forces so that you don't become bitter against what's happening to you. Everybody understand? In other words, if you return, basically, if you return evil for evil, which is what, it, which is what the opposite is of what we read here, if you return evil for evil, then you will become bitter just like they're bitter. You will become exactly like they are. And 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 I'm not saying that to say, oh, you shouldn't be like them, you know, because they're so bad. I'm saying that to say you need to guard yourself. You need to guard your salvation and your heart. And the way that you do that, listen, so somebody steals from you. Somebody takes something from you and you know it's yours. And you spot it in that living room. And you, and you, know, you know without a shadow of a doubt that they have taken it from you. What do you think would happen to you if if you ask them, hey, can I get my stuff back that you took? Obviously. Like from there, you become bitter. 
and you can become enraged. Like once you cross that line and you go against what we just read, you, bitterness will set in, rage, uh, you know, you will despise them. And so the Lord is telling you to do the opposite of the way that your flesh want to operate so that you your heart stays right with God. You see that? If I know somebody has stole something from me, which I, you know, that has happened before, I I don't think anything about it. I just, you know, I just feel like, well, may, I guess maybe they needed it. And if I ever need it again, the Lord will replace it. Oh, I got money. I can go buy another one. But I'm not about to get into this war. Because you, you, I'm sure some of you have experienced that where you, 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 you're on the edge there and you feel like, should I say something? And not just about somebody stealing from you, but just in general, when you feel like you've been wrong. And I say you feel like you've been wrong. And even if you have been wrong, you, you know, in a lot of things, you may think, you know, well, maybe I should say something. See, so right now you're calm. And maybe I should let it go. But then what happens? Pride moves in. And pride says, you know what? You can't let that go. If you let that happen, then other folks are going to run over you. You, you. you have to stand up for yourself. And so through pride, you speak up. And then, of course, you don't get the response that you think you should get from that person. And so then what happens? Now I'm angry because you don't even see what you've done wrong to me. You see that? You don't even see that. So anger comes in, then bitterness, and then, you know, wrath and malice, and, you know. And so now you you just add it to the problem. You just add it to it. You know, how? Now because your heart is dealing with some things that it wasn't dealing with before. And so that's why the Lord tells us that. Somebody smite you on the cheek, offer them the other one. Why? Because if you do the opposite, you're going to be just as wrong as the person. Don't matter who started it. You're going to be just as wrong as the person that started it. You see that? And that's where the devil want to take you. So you have to know what the end of a thing is. The end of it is bitterness and malice. So if you're walking around thinking that everybody's hating you, and you and you know for sure, yeah, there's some people that hate me. There's some people that don't like me. The Bible tells you to do good unto them. Why? You show forth the love of God. Maybe that'll help win them over, whatever the case is. But it's still your responsibility to show the love of God. And if so, if you walk around thinking that people hate you, uh, don't like you, and you are withdrawing yourself from them because you feel like they don't like you, then you're no better than them. Now they could say the same thing. Well, you don't like me. You see that? So this don't tell us just keep your distance from people that you perceive don't don't like you, how can you do good to them? You see that? If you if you stand away from them, you see that? So don't, don't again, like we said before, whatever your flesh want to do, just do the opposite. Usually you'll be doing what God wants you to do. Do, that. do. do what the Word tells you to do, not what the impulses of your flesh want to do. All right? So let's go ahead and keep reading. Verse 30, we're going to read that again. Give to every man that asketh of thee, and of him that taketh away thy goods, ask them not again. Verse 31, and as ye would that men should do to you, do ye, do ye also to them likewise. Now, this does not take a revelation. The Bible says that no man yet ever hated himself. So people do not hate themselves. 
people love themselves. And so, in other words, so you have an idea because you love yourself. You have an idea of how you want to be treated, what you would prefer. And I, and it's important that if you don't think along those lines, you, your mind needs to start thinking along those lines. And this is what I mean. When you find yourself in a situation, you have to ask yourself, how would I want to be treated by others? If I have fallen in sin, if I have done something wrong that's contrary to the word of God and people knew about it, how would I want them to respond to me? Would I want forgiveness? Would I want them holding that stuff over my head and talking about it years and years later, you know, in a painful manner? You know, no, I, no, I would want that. So if you know that you wouldn't want that, if you know that you would want forgiveness, if you know that you would want a clean slate with people, then you have to be willing to give that to people. You see that? And it is amazing to me. People can want forgiveness from God, but yet and still not forgive people for the little things that they think that they've done. You see that? And so we have to be willing to, to return that. We have to be willing to think. And this requires us to think outside of ourselves. This scripture here, as ye, as ye, and as ye would that men should do to you, do ye also to them likewise. That scripture is the, the crossing line. That's the crossroad that we use to get from self to being unselfish. How would I want people to treat me? How would I want people to respond to me in a situation if I've done? And you'd be a fool to think you ain't never done something wrong against somebody. You see that? So you think about what you've done. Think about situations that you were in. And think about how you've acted at, at certain times. Well, if, if you know that you've done something, then you have to ask yourself, well, so how how would I want to be treated in this situation? You see that? What would I expect? If I come in a room and, and everybody has a and, and everybody has a seat, uh, would I want, you know, would I get tired of standing and want somebody to give up their seat for me? Well, if, you know, if that's the case, then. That's the way you should do it. If I was homeless, would I want somebody to open up that door for me? Well, you should know that if that's the case, then you should do the same thing. You see that? However you would, that why? Because you love yourself. And so this is telling us basically to love others the way we love ourselves, see? And so we have to respond in that manner. How would I want to be treated? You don't want to be mistreated. So you have an idea of what it's like, you know, of what your desires are in the situation. So you have to put yourself in that situation and also extend what you would expect. Because a lot of times we extend on our history and what we've got. Well, you know what? When I, you know, I walk through and nobody give up their seat for me. So why am I going to do that for them? That's the way we a lot of times live. What others have done, not what the Bible says we should do and what we've expected. Well, you should have enough sense to know, well, if I expected that, then I should give what I expect, not what I've received. You be the for that. You see that? You be the one to, to, to start that. You see that? Instead of waiting back. Because a lot of times we sitting back waiting on folks to act right towards us before we act right towards them. And that's not the Bible. Let's, let's, that's not what the Bible tells us to do. You see that? Let's do unto others as we would have them. 
as we would have them to do unto us. Maybe you doing unto others will make other people think, you know what, that that person, they're doing that, so, you know, I'm going to do this for them. In other words, you can start that. You know, I remember uh, some years ago when uh, uh, my wife and I, we bought a house, and uh, we lived in this neighborhood where uh, people usually kept their yards real nice and things. And I remember when, uh, maybe a year after being there, I went outside and I mowed my lawn. It was a Saturday morning. I mowed my grass. And I remember uh, after I mowed my grass, my grass was next to this to the neighbor's grass. And the neighbor came out and said, you know, John, you mowing your grass, now I have to mow mine. Because my grass looked mowed, made his grass look less neater than what it had looked before. And the other neighbor on side of me said the exact same thing. Well, you know, since you done mowed your grass, now I have to mow mine. And so that made me think, well, you know, that's the way it's supposed to be for us as believers. I wasn't doing that to try to show them up and try to say, oh, yeah, yeah, so I'm, today I'm going to get y'all. I'm going to make my yard look better than y'all because I'm trying to get yard of the month. No, that wasn't my purpose. My purpose was my grass needed to be mowed, so I mowed it. And what it did is it provoked other people. Say, you know what? He done cut his grass. Let me get out here and cut mine. And it wasn't no competition thing. It was just, you know what? It's time for me to cut my grass. They wouldn't have been worried about that if their grass didn't need to be cut. And I wasn't trying to to show them off or anything like that or show them up. And so that's the way we have to be as believers. You know what? I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do regardless of what my neighbor is doing. I'm going to do what this word says do. I'm going to mow my grass. I'm going to live right, in other words. I'm going to do unto others as others as I would have them to do unto me. And what we can do is we can start something, or we can start a chain reaction. Everybody in the room will be giving up their seats. Everybody will be greeting one another. Nobody's just sitting back waiting to be greeted first. You see that? In other words, we started. Don't say, and, and, don't, and you can't be worried about the disappointment that comes with whatever response you will get. You started. And let the Lord reward you for obeying his word. Let's do that. Let's do unto others as we would have them to do unto us. Not, that's not saying do unto others as they've done unto you. Do unto others as you, as you would have them to do unto you. You see that? Let's obey God's word in that manner. Amen. We thank you for joining us. We pray that this has been a blessing to you and that you would continue to listen to these messages. We also pray that you will email us, get in touch with us, and let us know how this word has been a blessing to you, and we look forward to hearing from you. Have a blessed day.